Hello, and welcome back to 613. We are up to the second Aliyah in Parshas Ve'era. It's a very interesting Aliyah. It more or less gives us the genealogy, the background of Moshe. It starts by discussing the tribe of Reuven, but clearly it is leading up to the tribe of Levi, which is the tribe that Moshe and Aaron come from. And it tells us who their family is. It says in Pasuk and Amram marries Yocheved, and they give birth to Aaron, to Moshe, etc., etc., and basically tells us the life of the, the genealogy, the background, the Yichus, of Moshe and Aaron. What's strange about this is not the words themselves, but the placement. This is, we already have been hearing about Moshe. We've been hearing about Aaron for all this time. Why is it telling us about their yichus over here? What makes it even stranger is the fact that the first time Moshe is introduced, we don't know anything about his yichus. What you actually hear, read, is bizarre. It says that a man from the tribe of Levi went and married a woman from the tribe of Levi. No names. No names at all. And it tells us about the birth of Moshe in the context of a nameless couple who give birth to Moshe. What in the world is going on over here? So the Maharal says something. I'm going to tweak it or change it a little bit. So I don't want to, you know, this is not exactly what he says, but I think it's, it's, it's along the lines of what he's getting at. And that is that when we need to learn about who Moshe is, imagine the Torah would have told us that before his birth that Amram, who was the leader of the Jewish people at that time, Amram was the undisputed leader of the Jewish people, goes ahead and marries Yocheved. Yocheved is the daughter of Levi. You talk about like incredible yichos, this is the leader of the Jewish people. He is the, the, the most charismatic, eloquent, spiritual person there. And he's marrying a daughter of Levi. Such a holy, holy union. And they give birth to Moshe. Beautiful. We'd all understand it. It would make sense. But the Torah goes out of its way to shadow that, to hide that, to cloak their background, to not tell us anything about them. And nonetheless, without knowing any details, a man goes and marries a woman and they have a Moshe. What the Torah is trying to do is tell us that a Moshe could be born. It's true. Moshe happened to be born to the great Amram and the great Yocheved. That is absolutely true. But the Torah also wants us to know that even if his parents were not Amram and Yocheved, even if he wasn't born to such prestigious, incredible people, you could still develop into a Moshe. You know, we put a lot of premium on Yichus, okay? There's a lot to say about that. But what the Torah is trying to convey to us is that the greatest of leaders, the greatest of prophets, the greatest of teachers, Moshe Rabbeinu, could have been born to anyone. That we shouldn't be hindered in any way by the people we are born to, that whether it's a matter of Yichus, whether it's a matter of personalities, we could make ourselves as great as we need to be despite any circumstances. And therefore, when the Torah initially introduces us to Moshe, we know nothing about them. It's only here, now that they've already established their credentials, now that we know who they are, now the Torah feels comfortable telling us, oh, by the way, you know who their parents were? Amram and Yocheved. But even if it wasn't, even if those weren't his parents and Aaron's parents, they still could have been the great people that they were. It is a charge to all of us not to say, well, I don't come from such great stock. I don't have the greatest yichos. That is meaningless. We look at a person for who they are and the person has potential for who they are despite any circumstances, any yichos, any surroundings. We all have the potential for greatness. Have a wonderful day. Take care.